Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, we hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we are passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow. And I'm Dwayne Drawn. Through our 40 years of combined dirt under the nails experience, we look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, the one and only Joshua Gillow here with the other one and only Dwayne Drawn. What's shaking, big guy? Man, it's all good in the hood over here, bro, bro. I'm really excited. I did do some flying this weekend, and we talked about that. But also, 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 while I was there, I met like this. There's these two plane manufacturers that I'm looking at. One is called Diamond, and one is Cirrus. And they're sort of expensive airplanes, but they're newer, like technology. Like, I mean, these are the newer technology and not the older technology. And the Cirrus guy was there. I was talking to him a little bit. And he was like, dude, I'll take you up this week and let you test fly a plane. So tomorrow... I get the freaking test fly an airplane like you test drive a car. Nice. This is like a million dollar plane, okay? So the only thing I'm thinking about is now I'm sleeping trying to figure out like how the hell am I going to afford a million dollar plane? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, wow, like how's this going to happen? But I'm just, I'm going to test fly and we're going to have a good time talk about it and we're going to figure it out. That sounds awesome. Maybe you can test ride a McLaren out to the to this plane <laughs> and then you test fly the plane and see if you can get them as a package. How does that sound? <laughs> You know, it's so funny. The McLaren and Lamborghini doesn't mean shit to me right now. Yeah. You know what I mean, those would be exotic cars right now. I, what means important to me is that stinking bird, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when you get your bird, what color is it going to be? Oh, good question. I'm thinking blue and white. Yeah, I, I'm a, a blue is my favorite color, but blue, gray, and white, maybe with some black stripes. And I, I've been sort of envisioning it. And I even have a vision of me washing it. In the hangar with music bumping in the background. Like I even saw the wing and and like it's that visual. No, I don't know who's in the hangar with me, but I had some boys in there. We was drinking a little bit. Now we're not drinking and flying, but we was drinking, music bumping. I mean, this shit was pounding. You mean music bumping <laughs> and just having a good <laughs> just having a good time. And we're like, we're washing the airplane. I mean, we putting armor on the tires and shit. You know what I mean? Like, we probably going to put a pounding system in the back. It's, it's going to be off the chain, bro. It won't even take off. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to pass weight and balance. You know what I mean? I'll yeah, follow yeah. the rules. Uh, I'll take something out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take out the extra stuff you don't need. <laughs> well, today we've got a topic that uh, could potentially play into that uh, that intro. Uh, it's this concept. And Dwayne, you brought this idea to me. And I think it's it's really interesting to talk about. That's why we're chatting today about it. But this this idea, and it, it's more of a, a human thing or a condition, I guess you call it. We, we're calling it the chameleon personality, right? The idea that when you're around your friends, not working, you're, you act a certain way, use certain language, you joke around certain ways, you might talk about different subjects. But when you're out with clients, you put on the game face, you're straightforward, you, you know, you watch what you say, you, you step carefully around things. And, you know, you feel like you're playing two different worlds. You're playing the, this is me versus this is what I have to be to make, uh, to make them happy. And, 
you know, that's going to be the subject of our conversation today and, and to, to think about it throughout this conversation where you fall. Are you always the authentic you everywhere you go? Or do you put on different hats when you're in different groups? So I know Dwayne, I can see a smirk here. He can't wait to fire off. So <laughs> go ahead, Dwayne, fire off. What do you got in your mind? You know, after we talked about this subject last week, which was, I mean, we both had that aha moment. We looked at each other like, ah. I even thought about it. There's more than two hats we actually follow, like especially in the positions that you and I in. We actually have a contractor's hat. We actually have a supplier's hat. And we have a, a staff hat that we actually have certain flows of operation. Now, there's some people, I think I have to say you do a very good job of staying the same Joshua straight through. Some of us, and including myself, you mean like we got some yada yada yada, whatever, you know what I mean? Da 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 da. You know, I can speak like that. I can't speak like that to a client. You mean I can't speak like that? I can do yada 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 and talk about women and things like that to the contractor, but I can't do that to the supplier. You like, you know what I mean? I have to have a certain flow, and I I have a certain I think dialect that I have when I have different conversations with different people. And Joshua, how this conversation even started last week, my cousin, which I love him to death. He is, if if I get this wrong, he's going to kill me. His name is Angel Hernandez. And if I get it wrong, I hope he doesn't kill me. But he has like 26 or 27 years in the United States Army. Like this dude is a freaking stud. And he got out as, um, I think he was an E8 when he got out. And if you know anything about E8s, dude, like they have more power than officers. Like, you mean, he he still has to salute an officer, but when an officer walks past his ass as an E8, Angel has full command over what the hell's going on. The officer may look like he's tell, he's giving the commands, but as soon as the door is closed, Angel's in that, hey, listen here, dog, we doing it this way. So mad respect from love this kid, guy today. He just retired last year. So man, thanks. Hats off to his service. But we were talking, he said, Dwayne, you know, because we talk, we talk like, we cuz, what up, my dude? You know what I mean? That's how we talk, you know? So he was like, bro, he said, I listened to that podcast. He said, it was off the hook. He said, but I was about to call them up and say, that's not Dwayne. Like, who the hell is talking on the podcast? And I was like, what you mean? He was like, man, that wasn't you, bro. That's not your voice. I was going to call Joshua up and say, that's not Dwayne you're talking to. That's somebody else. Pseudo Dwayne. And you know, the first... The first sign of me is I get pissed. Like, what do you mean, bro? Like, that is me. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I'm talking that way. I got my business side and I got my whatever side. He, and he was like, man, I don't know, man. Da, 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 da. So I came home and told my wife about it. She was like, well, I get it. You got to be authentic, you and whatever. I'm like, but there's still a limit of how authentic I'm going to be. I can't be on this podcast like, what up, Josh? What's up, my dude? Yada, yada, yada. We about to do this and knock this out, dog. I said, I can't do that on the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, I can't do it with clients. I can't do it. But you know what I mean? And plus, that's not who I am all day long anyway. I am. I do break down for different conversations and different subjects. And I got my street talk. And I got my, my house talk. I got my business talk. You know what I mean? It is what it is. And so Joshua and I realized that this would be probably the very best time. Well, not the very best, but a very good topic to talk about in today's podcast. So what do you say about this, Joshua? <laughs> Dude, I love your spunk today. You're, you're lit up. No, I mean, I think, you know, when you when you start a business, you're, you know, having fun with it, trying to figure it out. You are trying to figure out who you are in that business, how clients want you to show up, what 
it takes to get them to say yes, these kinds of things. And you start augmenting your your personality to try to fit what is needed out there in order to to get, you know, to become successful and to get what you're going after. But, you know, what often happens is people end up kind of hating it. They have to put on this hat that they don't really like to be in order to go out and get, you know, to work to make money. And then they have to come home and they, they can't wait for work to end so they can just go out and be who they are authentically. And you know, I used to play that same game when I was younger and in business and in life. And I figured, you know, I could have this, you know, more serious side, more focused, more, you know, uh, better words, better, all of that, you know, when you go out and talk, so you sound smart and all that stuff. But the problem was back then, I just really, it wasn't truly me. Like I was still young and full of energy and full of piss and vinegar and wanted to talk like you do it around a bunch of guys or whatever. And, you know, it gets to be burdens them after a while. You're like, look, I can't wait for Friday night, Saturday, so I can go out with my friends, go out with my, my boys, and we can chat and we can just do dumb things as we're doing. But, you know, at a certain point, I realized that it was not, it wasn't all that important anymore to have that secondary side, if you will. And, and I, I merged them probably about five, six years ago, I merged them together. And I said, you know, I'm going to show up every day as me. And that's a little bit rough on the business side at the beginning, you know what I mean? And it's a little bit rough on the personal side because both sides weren't expecting that. So I was like, you know what, I, I, I have to, in order to be, you know, in, in line with, with who I am, in alignment with who I am, and to be able to always deliver the same amount of energy and focus and stamina, no matter what I do, I need to have one me and just show up every time that way. And, you know, the crazy part is it's like, it almost feels like, at least it did for me, that you were playing like this lie, like this two separate lives, right? And this this lie going on in the background. And you had to remember what you said before in your quote unquote personal persona, persona versus your business persona. And you had to constantly remember what it was. And then you were like, oh, I couldn't say that there, but I can say that here. There was just so much checks and balances so that you didn't screw this entire thing up, that you didn't throw anything out of balance. So, and, you, and that your customer didn't hear how you really thought or how you really felt, but your then your, your friends didn't really know how much you felt or what you'd felt about work and these kinds of things. You're always playing this two personality thing. And I said, you know what? It's enough of that bullshit. I'm like, we've got to make one. And that's it. If I got to get rid of some of the friends in order to, to stay in that zone, if you will, then I, so be it. I'll attract others. And if I have to get rid of certain clients that don't appreciate it, I, I'll get more. So eventually I leveled the ground. So it's, in my opinion or my vision right now, everything is very flat that way. You get me this way, whether you're a friend, whether you know, you're my wife, whether you're my, my kids, whether you're my business uh, you know, associate or even a client, you get me the same every single time. Now, obviously certain subjects I'll speak with my wife about that I wouldn't talk to say you Dwayne about or even uh, talk to a client about. There is you know, the privacy side of things, but at the same time, I show up to all of those quote unquote personalities the same. And it's taken me years to build that skill because normally it's like, well, I wouldn't say that like that to my wife, but I wouldn't, I'd talk to my clients that way, or I'd talk to a buddy that way. But once you level that field out, holy crap, dude, life is so much simpler. It's like, you just show up and it's you. It's like done. Well, take it or leave it, baby. I don't really care. You know, it doesn't really take work. Like I'll give you a scenario. I watch my wife speaks seven different languages. And it's really dope if you ever hang out with her sometimes because one of her main dominant languages is Swahili. And so she would get on the phone and she's talking to her friends. And I can tell, okay, she, she grew up in Lusaka, Zambia. And I can tell when she's speaking Zambia just the way her tone is. And then I can tell when she's speaking Swahili because her tone is Swahili. 
And let me tell you how dope this is. It's so comfortable that I'll hear in my what I hear, I hear blah 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 blah. That's all I hear. I don't hear anything. Blah 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 blah. But then I'll hear Dwayne. Blah 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 blah. McDonald's. Blah 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 left. Like she can go in and out of these languages and then go into an English language within seconds and in no effort. And I think that that's what the world that I come from, that's what you have to do to create success in at least my culture in a way we're up upbringing. Because if I'm, I always say I'm sort of a middle human being. I'm a middle human being in America. And what that means is I'm not, I'm black, but I'm on a very mission-based professional style approach to life and business, even though, and 95% of my community, well, let me, let me, 95%, let me not say that. Let's, let's just throw a percentage out there. Cause I don't know for sure if any of these percentages are correct. Cause I don't want to piss any people off. So let's say 75% of my community still has sort of this jive slang talk to themselves. And then you have the other side that's the business side, or just let's have professional dialect and tone. If I spoke that all the time, my my side that I grew up with, my peers, the business side would not take to me too well. But if I spoke the business side to my peers and all my upbringing and all my friends, like I just can't cut my cousins off and my dad off, my even my family, I can't cut them off. So if I don't talk to them in the tone of the environment, they're going to look at me like, who the hell is this guy? And that's sort of what happens now because I'm about 75% in the mix. So a lot of time I speak very articulate, very professional, and I have a super professional side depending on what I'm dealing with. But on the norm, I speak that way. So mo- I remember when I went to move to Chicago, went to the barbershop, and they looked at me like, bro, where are you from, dog? I'm like, I'm from Ohio. It's like, dude, we thought you were from California with the way you talk. I'm like, what do you mean the way you talk? Like, dog, you talk like different, you know? So this is something that we get. And growing up, I, I'm around it more, I think, than probably you would be. No, and I would agree. Assuming. And, you know, what's the crazy part is, Dwayne, is that people prejudge you, whether you like it or not. It's a human condition again, right? It's They prejudge you based on how well you speak, how you carry yourself. Do you pause? Do you speak quickly? What kind of words do you use, right? They're, they're already prejudging you like it or not, right? So when you do that, you automatically bring, if you're speaking clearer and you're speaking more uh, precise and uh, using you know better vernacular, all of that, you're going to find that people automatically rise you up higher in their assessment of you, right? They, they're automatically doing that. Not that I really give a shit about what other people's are, people are thinking in general, but subconsciously, they're already eyeing you up and, and figuring you out. So again, if, if you're speaking like, like, you know, one of the, you're back at your buddies, you know, talking about this, talking about that, acting like a bunch of goofballs, that's cool. But when you bring that to the business arena or you bring that to any other arena around you, you're going to start surrounding yourself with those people and the people that don't like it, they're going to leave, right? So the biggest you know hint here is if you want to increase your vocabulary or, or raise yourself up to where others will see you as a higher value, a bigger asset, you know, you got to surround your people, surround yourself with people that are already at that level so that you start to just, it's like almost through osmosis. You're, you're there, it's absorbing into you, you're, you're listening a lot more. It, it's very much like learning another language. Like you mentioned your wife, you know, with the seven languages, my wife knows three languages, right? So it's, 
it's fascinating because I, I struggle with English most of the time, right? So when I hear that, it's fascinating to me when she's speaking German, you know, and, and then she pops over to English and back across and how she, it's not even that she can speak it. That's, that's fascinating enough. It's that she can think in two languages because every language has different words that other languages don't. And there's different feelings. That's all words are, right? They're just a, a way to contextualize a feeling or a thought or, or an object or whatever it might be. So, and then communicate it to, to another human being. So they have words that don't even exist in the English language. There's nothing like it. There's, there's more of a phrase for it, but they have it as one. So point is that for her to be able to flip-flop in her head that fast, and for her, it's all the same. It's all communication. Uh, she just has to be thinking about the context of where she is. So, you know, to our point today, this personality chameleon, or is it just language and vernacular that you're switching up to be in certain groups? Or is it more the overall, you know, how your mind thinks? Because, you know, you go out with friends or whatever, all of a sudden you shut off the business side and all you do is focus on being, you know, goofy or whatever, or joking around or just trying to be cool. Uh, but then you go back to business, and you got to shut the cool side off and try to be professional again. But again, imagine a world where it's always the same. You don't have to flip flop. There's no switches anymore. It's just you every single time. And like I said before, that's going to work for some people, some of your friends and some of your, your business people and others that won't. And, you know, you're going to have to figure out what that means. Is it more important to be a buddy or more important to be successful or trying to figure out how to merge those two so you can have the best of both worlds there. But it really is the matter of the people that you surround yourself with because they'll either bring you up or take you down. Yeah, it's something pretty dope you said. Um, this is wild. My mom is Jamaican. And when you, here's wild. I think in Patois, okay, it's the Jamaican dialect. They'll probably kill me because I'll probably say this wrong, but it's a, it's sort of the, the dialect in Jamaica. It's English, but them talk the way them talk on a certain tone and dialect, you know what I mean? I think in Patois. And so, and it's because that's what my mom always spoke to me. And as a child growing up, I just heard her accent and her, so I think in her accent. Like when I go to Jamaica and I hear them talk, I dream it. Now, me can't talk exactly the way them talk. You understand what I'm saying? Because I don't live there. So, me not mean I get mean I mean I get the the true accent of the way they talk, but I think me think in that tone of voice. It's wild that you say that, but where this whole conversation really hits is is how does a contractor relate from hanging with his boys or or hanging with the crew, and how do they transfer over to having conversations with the client? One of my swimming pool contractors that actually got me into this whole design world, I was laying bricks and he saw me designing. He was like, dude, you're the man and come out here. He pumped me up. He sold me this dream and I and I followed and created this whole design thing. But we were, we'd go to clients' houses and he would show up. Now, one side I had respect for him because he showed up as who he was. But the other side, I'm like, dude, you got to polish this game up. Like he would show up at the job site with his dog, Razzie, okay, flip-flops on, I mean, plaster all over, shirt all messed up, and he's in there selling this $180,000 swimming pool. I mean, paperwork was all messed up and whatever, and I'm like, I get it. Like, this is who you are. This is this is your polish. But when you step in that door, it's game on. It's like, you mean, like, I, I hear what you're saying, Joshua, but LeBron is a, he's probably not a whole different dude, but he's a whole different, let, let me, I love LeBron, but he's not an animal. Like he's not a, like, let's, let's use Jordan. Okay. I love LeBron. So I'm not taking anything from LeBron, but Jordan 
he's sort of the prick off the street, but when he hits that court, he's a freaking animal. You know what I mean? Like he would just put it in your face, dunk on you, just rah, just coming at you 24-7 because he knew he was in the game. So I guess when I say you're using the different dialect, and I think you got to figure out what in the game is. And I, I get what you're saying. Be who you are. Always stay the same. But if you're in different environments all the time, like you're not going from, you don't have anybody in the hood that you're going to hang out in the hood with. You know what I mean? You're not doing that. You don't have a cousin or a family or uncle, I'm assuming, that lives in the hood and you go hang out in the hood. You don't have that. You don't go to an environment where the whole entire environment is sort of that base of where you grew up, and then you roll to the business side of it. So there's two different sides that I think that a person of my size has to be, and I can flip in and out within seconds. It's easy for me. But as a contractor, I think that happens too. You I mean, you and I are not in the trucks anymore, so we're not hanging out with the guys working. We don't have to change our dialect from that to the guys working to the, to the homeowner. I think that's pretty much more where we're at now in this conversation of chameleon can you make that change and what are you doing are you paying attention to that sort of professionalism and change to even grow your business you know absolutely and Dwayne, has this ever happened to you you get on site you uh you show up there to talk to your contractors you know your specialists that are working and you just start jiving with them talking with them about stuff and you all of a sudden realize that you're sitting in somebody's backyard and they got the windows open and all that kind of stuff and you're like oh shit what if they heard all of that, that I just got done saying, like, you can't fucking do that. You got to do this. You can move this over. The, this is exactly how we did it in the last three projects. Why would you do it differently here? And you realize at some point, holy crap, the homeowner could be listening to you. And if they're listening to you, then the entire charade is over because you showed up there with a, a nice clipboard or a nice briefcase, whatever, an iPad, and you you put on this professional persona. Now you're sitting there talking to your either your crews or your, your contractors there. And you have to you, you have to walk on eggshells because you want to talk to them a certain way like you normally would, but you're afraid the homeowner will hear who you really are in order to get them to do their work. Has that ever happened to you? Actually, no, I don't operate like that. I hear what you're saying, but I don't chastise the team or the staff or anybody who's working with me or for me. Well, it's not even chastising. Yeah. It's more about just coming on and, and being, you know, it's just coming out of you because it's not rehearsed. It's not anything. It's like, Guys, look, here's how we're going to do this. Remember last time, like this kind of thing. So, I mean, I, I have utmost respect for everyone we work with, but the point is that you are in a different mindset when yeah. you're talking to them because you're talking to a bunch of people working, right? And, and then you you realize at some point, you look over your shoulder, you're like, oh crap, the windows are open. Like, what if they just heard that? That whole persona I put on in the beginning doesn't work because now they really see who I am when I, when I, when I wasn't thinking about it. Now they heard the clown times 10. I'm already a clown, even with the client. But they've, I've actually had some clients say, I heard you. Like, they've heard the clown times 10. You know I mean, the, the X-rated jokes and, and the wild jokes. Like, damn, I dropped that out. Like, I even had a client last year. And, like, I'm sort of sliding more to being who I am. That's why I said I'm about 75, 80% of me all the time. But there's still this yada, yada, yada side that I just go off on. But I had to tell a client that I was sick. Remember when I had that issue um, with the whole abscess thing on my back? I was sick. And the crews are just, they were just working on their own. And the client, I talked to the client and he was like, oh, it's great to see you at the job site today. I said, yeah, I had to come out and show these motherfuckers who the boss was. Like, you know what I mean? Like I did have to sort of, I did slip into my sort of slangish life, but he knew where I was coming from. You know what I mean? On coming out to the job site, even though I'm cool, calm, I'm loud on sometimes, I'm quiet on sometimes, I'm very observant some other times. He, he, I had to let him show the other side. So I'm, I'm sort of becoming a little bit more like you 
and being who I am at all times. But there's still this 20% that's reserved because, bro, that's where I'm from. You know what I mean? Like, I'm never going to lose that. You know what I mean? Like, when I go home and go kick it, especially in Columbus, I go home with my family. It's it's down. We talking shit. You know what I mean? We, I, go, I got a barbershop to go to, dude. I got my fucking street cred when I go to the barbershop. Like, hey, dog, Wayne is up in this bitch. We going to do our thing, yada, yada. Like, I got that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah, let yeah. it go. <laughs> can't let it go unless i go ball headed you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and i think there's always some of that preserved in the in the, the 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 soup if you will there's always that side you know that you can pull out if you want to but i i, I i'm i guess my point really in this podcast is more to talk about the people that are flip-flopping 50 50 like they're trying to live two different lives you know what i mean but you know there's always some there's still a lot of residual in me too as you know as a kid growing up in the cornfields of pennsylvania you know what i mean it's and all the dumb shit we did there and and you know and, and you know just different but i can go back to that <laughs> if i choose to i don't choose too much anymore but it's it's uh it's something you can pull up pretty quick but it's you know it's it, it's funny because I often go out with old friends from high school for dinner, maybe once a year or once every two or three years, whatever, and just kind of catch up and see what's going on. And uh, what's amazing to me is when you do that, and I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but when you do that, it seems like you your mind goes back to the days when you used to hang out with those people, right? It's, it, it's <laughs> uncanny. It's incredible. You go back and you're like, wait a minute here, you leave and you feel like you're 16, 18, whatever age you were, 14, when you knew these people. And you're like, then it's it's almost like a, a trip. Like you're like, wait a minute, I got to dial my brain back into today. It's like I just took a, a walk bath back uh, life's path here, and I'm all, now I'm back there. I'm now 16 again. Holy moly! No, I'm actually 42. <laughs> Let's get back on track here. But it's it's very interesting how that works and how your perception changes. Hearing their voices, hearing the stories, these kinds of things, and it brings some of those personality traits that you used to have back. And it's a, it's a great way to reflect and witness who you were versus who you are. And hopefully you're happier now with who you are than who you were. And if you're not, then you need to change something, right? Because if you're not happy and feel joy from where you are right now, you need to mix it up and get the hell out of it because life is nothing more than creating joy and fulfillment for yourself and others. So it's 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 amazing how you can do that, how you can flip-flop. Have you seen that before? Yeah, you know, when I woke up from it, this is a real talk. This is where we can have the nice little quiet music in this conversation. When I woke up from it, I was actually lost. When I realized that the whole pitching my voice and changing my tone wasn't really who I was, and I was just reflecting that in order to get work and get business, I was lost. But it was one of the things that I had to do. You I mean, if I was going to pull myself out from a community that doesn't do that, you know what I mean? Like, if I wanted to do something different, let, I mean, let's, I, I don't like to throw it, but I'm not throwing it out there. So I don't want to say, Wayne's always bringing up race. It, I'm not throwing it out there, but let's look at, let's look at the picture here. When we go to these events, I am the only black person at these landscaping events. I don't care how we want to slice and dice and, and do it. And there's a certain dialect that I grew up as a black person and how I spoke compared to how I'm handling clients. Like, there's not too many of my clients that are black that are on that type of level who can afford what we're doing. So it's like if I'm selling products to Chinese, you better damn well, I, I need to learn Mandarin, okay? So if I'm selling products to a, a white community and our, our clients are more of an intelligent community, they're either college grads or business owners, I can't come in with the same dialect. 
that I did. And so what I had to do was I actually studied. Like there's a movie that they made called The Bankers, and I swear to God, like they took my story. Like they not that they did it on purpose, not that they heard and said, I'm taking Dwayne's story. But it's so dope that we have the same story. Like I actually sat around white cafes, coffee shops, businesses, and I would eardrop and listen to how they talk. I studied their mannerisms. I, I studied their jokes. I studied how they moved. And I said, let me copy this because that is success to me. And so instead of me hanging out with my boys and smoking weed and hollering and drinking and you mean calling women bitches and all this shit all day long, I learned a dialect that was going to make me successful. And it's working. And like a lot of times when I even talk to my, my friends and my black counterparts, I tell them like, dude, you can go out here and make this money. I'm like, Dwayne, we can't sell to them like you do. Like, what do you mean? We can't sell to white people. We don't have that same mannerism like you do. I hear this like, like, what do you mean, dog? Like, they don't get it. Like, they, they're like, dude, we're, we, don't, we don't speak like you. Like, you know how to talk to them. And I'm like, wow. And really, it was because I saw success. That's it's amazing that you you picked up on that and you know again depending on what your target audience is if if I'm selling to Uber elites who have their own airplanes <laughs> and have their own airports or whatever and like you know tons and tons of stuff then even you know at that point I'd have to adjust how I speak and what I say as well and that would be what it is and I think you you rise to the level of where you need to be to be successful and and how you define it right so and everyone can define it differently thank goodness you know and you know another another thing is a client can smell when you're being inauthentic. Right. When you're coming in there trying to be something you're not, they can smell it quick because they're used to picking up body language. You know, you can say a word and if your body doesn't reflect it and they don't feel it from you, then they know that you're just bullshitting them and you're just telling them what they want to hear. Right. They can they have bullshit meters all over the place in their minds. They pick up this stuff quick. So it has to be authentic. You know, and it's it's better to go in there being the true you than it is to go in there being an imposter just in order to, you know, be that chameleon that can adjust back and forth and they smell that like great, like he put on a great presentation, his sales pitch is spot on, but what's gonna happen when he comes to deliver? Who's gonna show up to my house? You know, how are they gonna act? Are they gonna be leaving cigarette butts everywhere and loud music and swearing and when my kids are around? Like what's that gonna be like? So they'll smell that that fakeness quickly. So it has to be, that's for reason, you know, that's one big reason why I push to have it all as one, because to me, if you're always authentic all the time, then if people are either gonna like you or not, and if they don't, that's fine, and if they do, that's fine too. But you're gonna get what you get, and you know, another big play into that is the whole concept of swearing. You know, anybody that knows me knows that I like to swear, right, and not just for the fun of it, but because I like to use those words as ways to break your pattern, so that when you're listening, you're not just like walking along, or if you're listening to this podcast and you're, you know, jogging along or you're biking along and all of a sudden I say, fuck, you're like, whoa, what did he just say? Like, it's, it's, it's almost like a caution or a hazard coming, right? But it, it breaks your cycle of thinking where you're not falling asleep listening to my words. You're actually, it grabs your attention and brings you in. And, and some of the biggest speakers in the industry, any industry, they will use swearing in and, and strategic locations in order to get you you know, pull back into the story. So you're listening. So it's not done to be cool and say, look, I got a podcast so I can sit here and swear all day long. It's meant to keep you engaged and to break that, that constant cycle of just passively listening. Cause it really, it's, it's like a spike, like you're getting smacked in the head with something like, Whoa, I got to pay attention now. So, and, and, 
to be truthful with anybody and everybody listening, you know, I don't go out to clients' houses and start, you know, saying, hey, what, what the fuck do you want in your backyard? You know, that shit you got back there is horrible. Like, that's not, that's not how this works. That's not the point here. It's not meant to be, you know, to be, I don't know, lazy with it. It's, but I, I will, I have sworn not at, but with clients, like, you know, that's, that's some crazy shit to do it this way. That's out of your mind. This is a better way to do it, right? These kind, I don't normally drop the F-bomb on my clients, but the point is that I'm not afraid to do those things because I don't think it it devalues what we're offering. I think it helps them realize that most people that I see that that swear in those terms, they're much more authentic. They're much more, I trust them more because I know they, they're not afraid to be who they are. And if that's the case, I feel like I'm getting the, the true version. So what do you think, Dwayne? I see that smile again. <laughs> Dude, that was pretty dope because there is another side to you because you will, you are the, like, you don't do it all the time, but you will call me up like, man, these motherfuckers in this backyard. I wanted to tell them this yard is fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, there is a different side. But it's funny that I rarely cuss. Like, I'm a cuss head. Like, I think I was the first one who dropped. If we listen to all these podcasts, I think I was the first one who dropped the F-bomb in our podcasts. And I remember when it happened, it was like epic. We both paused and looked at each other like, oh, <laughs> shit. He said a cuss word. Like, you I mean, and then from there, we've been just, fuck, fuck, fuck. We've been just been dropping them left and right ever since. But when I'm meeting with clients, I really, I'm really not a cuss. You know what I mean? I'm not a cuss. I will. I do like you. I'll drop some cuss words here and there that that give me some um, emphasis or some some punch. But I really, I'm really not into tone. And I think maybe that comes from my upbringing. My mom's a preacher, so I'm a preach PK. You know, PKs are just off the chain. You know what I mean we're badass kids? You know what I mean? And I'm a PK, so we knew how to interact in the church world yes and no and proper and then when we got out that motherfucker it was on (laughs) popping you know what i mean so i guess (laughs) i guess that's who i am josh you mean i've been that way from jump i'm still a pk bro no matter (laughs) how much i do it my mom's a preacher when i call her like yes mom and i'll get to talking on the phone like yeah 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 man you believe that shit like oh i just cussed my my Uh, bad mom (laughs) you're almost like the personality mullet right (laughs) right <laughs> nice and, and proper up front and all party in the back, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I but I think that's even authentic. I think that I believe that even people who meet me, I think that's the authentic part. They know that this is Dwayne, and we know that Dwayne is still this other Dwayne too. Like it's not like he's trying to throw one over our heads because I'm, I'll still drop some slang. I'll even dap a client. You know what a dap is when you shake their hand and sort of pull them in and da da da. I think my son did it yeah. to you. I watched it. <laughs> I wasn't when you expecting came over it. that time. My son dapped you, and he, and you looked at him. He looked at you like, "What the fuck's wrong with him?" I saw the whole interaction. He was like, "Who's this guy, Dad?" You know what I mean? Like this guy doesn't even know how to dap. You know what I mean? And I had to teach him, like, bro, like, and see now I got to teach him. You can't just dap everybody, dude. Like you got to handshake him and you got to dap the dappers. You know what I mean? So you understand like how that. That just went down just like that. I know it's funny. I just learned a new word. I did not know that's what they called that. The dap? The dap. The news called when Obama and them did it, it's the fist bump. No, it's a dap. You give somebody a dap. Love it. Love learning things. <laughs> when I come over, he better be prepared. I'm going to dap his ass. <laughs> you go, you go dap him. I'll teach yeah, you how to dap. I'm going to need some training, Dwayne. So I'm going to need it for sure. <laughs> but you can't dap clients, you know? You can't walk up. And I've seen it. I, this is so frustrating to me where I, I'll see contractors go up and they're treating clients in that way. You have to have a very high level of professionalism. Like like you say, be who you are. 
But when you're playing in the arena of the numbers and the transformation side of the business, which was a dope podcast we just recorded. So if you didn't hear last week, you need to turn this off now and go listen to last week because that was a very, very dope podcast we dropped about transition and transformation. But when you're handling a transformation business, be you, be the artist, be natural, be free. But I think you got to respect the space. Like I, I just cannot roll up. And be like, what up, my dude? What up, dog? Hey, man, y'all, y'all sign this motherfucking contract, dog? Like, we got this. You got my check, dog? Like, you know, we got this shit popping. Make sure you get this check ready for me. I can't do that. Yeah. You won't be I doing do the that. level of work that you want to be doing. That's the biggest thing, right? And and it's, and again, you know, another big angle to come at from this is thinking about, all right, we're the business owner first. That's one personality, right? You got to run all your people and run the business and pay your bills and do all that kind of stuff and run your teams. And then you have to be the one out there selling too. So you have a lot of hats that you're wearing. So having different personalities for each of those hats becomes very cumbersome. And, and some people do it really well. They can balance that out, but I can't imagine it's easy. You know, so if, if you can just balance out one personality... You know, I'm kind of fighting for the one personality. You're kind of like, I need to have two, right? But it's it's cool. You can, you can choose it's no, a, no, whatever you want to do. You're actually right. You're actually right. I think I like I said. I think more and more. I have I'm about seventy five percent of who I my normal personality than I have the other twenty five. But but Joshua, you gotta understand. I think I said it today. I didn't go into depth. But when I realized that this was what was going on, I was lost. I I didn't know who I was. Like. Like when I realized, like we in, in landmark form, we call it the winning formula. When I realized that this proper uh, blah blah was was just my winning formula, and it's now taken over my life, and I didn't realize who I was because the black world doesn't accept me. Even now, they I'm cool to them, but they're like, mm, this brother a little different. Like he's not really like us, you know. Like so we're not gonna really rock with him. You know what I mean? And then the white world is like, oh Wayne, cool, but he's still not white, so. We don't really know what he is. So I sort of live my life. I call it in the middle. And I have I created my friends the way to who they are. And I, I have some really dope-ass friends. Like, man, I got you. I got a Polish dude. Like, my friends are, are melt of a bunch of different people because we I met people who respect me for who I am and what I am and not because they don't think I fit in the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had an issue with a, a brother the other day on Facebook about some things, well, you can't speak for the community. Like, whoa, I'm like, whoa, I'm not black? You know what I mean? Like, shit, last time I checked, I was black, but he basically told me, nah, you white, you're a white boy. You can't speak for the black community because you're a white boy. I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa, I didn't know that. <laughs> shit, let's go to the bank together and see how we both get treated. <laughs> let's get pulled over by the cops. I bet you show both of us black now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like, but... But because of the world and the business and like even Isabel and I talk about it, the, the level of businesses that we're in, the professionalism of business, for some reason it's looked upon as elitist in our community and we're not. We just understand that this is what it takes to produce the type of business that we produce. It's what it takes. We're not elitist. I'm, I'm not any special. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just, but, it, but again, it, it's, some of those things are kind of, kind of, they're absolutely important to growing business and all that to be able to get to the clients, your ideal clients that can afford to do the amazing stuff that we're designing and that, you know, our students are designing and all that stuff. But at the same time, you know, you never ever want to get in a position where you feel like you are someone else just in order to make that happen. And I feel like so many people live in that, that fake world that they have to come up with, that, that persona that, that doesn't really truly fill their soul. 
and they end up with a situation where they burn out and like, I just can't be that person. I can't wear that hat constantly. And they, they just, they, they fizzle away. So my point is that the more you can find out who you truly are and live within that arena, 95% of the time, 90% of the time, whatever, you can always let your hair down go do stuff, go out with your friends, you know, get, drink a lot of beer, whatever, act goofy like you did as a kid. But, you know, as long as you come back to that center again and, and that you're happy there, that's the biggest thing that you, that brings you joy and fulfillment yeah. that you're in that person yeah. as you're growing. Cause you know, it, it's very simple to say, you know, it takes time. You have to build this person from the ground up. You know what I mean? And, and just because you thought a certain way as a child and grew up as an adolescent in your twenties and thirties, depending, you know, how old you are, but growing up, you became, you kind of building into this person and you, you have to build it step by step, piece by piece. And your success in life is going to be directly related to how far you want to go with that. If you want to get stuck at a certain part in your life and you want to be 16 forever in your mind or 20, whatever, you know, and you want to act that way and you want to still do the same things you did at those age, that age, you will always be there, you know, with, that's just what it is. Don't complain about it, accept it and say, this is what I want for my life and be done with it. But if you want the successes and you want the, the, uh, all the beauty that comes from life, not even just financial success, but just opportunities and, and ways to impact the world and help people and do all that good stuff, you know, you have to become the best version of you. And if, if you're flipping it back and forth to my example of the 50-50, like, you know, business person and personal, you know, personality, you're constantly burning tons of energy trying to figure out which one you're in, what parallel or what paradigm you're in. But if you keep it as one and just be you constantly, dude, there's no thinking. You just, you're always the same. Your story's always the same. It's, you say it the same. Like, it, it's really very simple. And yeah, you can get goofy here and there, but the reality is you don't have to burn as much energy trying to figure out well, who the hell you are at that moment. Yeah. I think once you realize it, I think that's when it changes. Like I said, I'm 45 and I didn't realize that I was in a bubble of the winning formula until about two years ago. And it wasn't even Tony Robbins. I was actually at that landmark and we learned about our winning formulas. And I realized that I was really living two different worlds and two different lives. I was living a life to please the black community. I was living a life to please the white community. And then I didn't even know who I really was. And it wasn't until after that, I just turned. That's why I said I'm about 75% now of who I am and the way I talk. I, I'm a clown to clients. I'm the same clown to my friends and family. Now, I could turn up when I'm with, like I said, I, I still got to hit the barbershop right. You know what I mean? Like, you hit the barbershop, you walk up in that motherfucker, you're not going to get your hair cut. Like, I don't know if you know how barbershops work. They could have five clients and your turn could be next. But if you ain't really that motherfucking brother that they cool with, they're going to cut all the five people and then you still going to be sitting there. So you still got to have some street cred up in that Next time I'm in you know Chicago, I mean? so... do, you think, do you think they'd let me in? But... Do you think they'd let me in, Dwayne? Because next time I'm in Chicago, I want to go with you. Yeah, I want to see yeah, what that's yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take you in. I'll take you to the barbershop. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'll learn life. You'll learn life. You know what I mean? You will learn. No, it, we call the bar, the black barbershop is called okay. the um the country club. <laughs> the black men. That's our country club. So uh, we talk about everything. I mean, we talk about race, uh, news, sports, business, everything. You know what I mean? But beautiful, beautiful podcast, bro. I love this one. This is a lot of energy. Um, keep up the great topics. I, I hope you could learn from this one. Everybody can gain some knowledge about understanding. Really, the, a, after all the silliness, just understand who you are. And if you don't know who you are, start learning how to get some self-reflection to even build that uh, crust about who you are and accept who you are in your skin and your life and start enjoying life to a higher level.